When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 7th. I am in a somber, somber mood. My dog uh, feeling a little bit better. I might have to pause the podcast like I did yesterday. You people on YouTube are getting a uh, a special look at that. Oh, I forgot to start Active Trader Pro. But um, dog, just so you know, the other dog seems to be a little bit sick this morning. So we might be dealing with something viral, but emergency room vets here. I, I think I went off on this uh, last holiday. I think it was actually Memorial Day uh, where my other dog got sick and uh, emergency vets were just few and far between. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 the, the, essentially what happened yesterday, I called my regular vet and they said, hey, we can't see them until Thursday or Friday. Called a couple of other vets who said they weren't taking new patients. There's a vet shortage. I think a lot of people got animals and um, things happen. But uh, essentially, that's it. So if I have to stop the podcast, uh, the people on YouTube, you guys get to listen to the whole time because I don't pause it. Uh, but if, if you're on the podcast, I, I try and pause it. But if I have to do that, I have to do that. Um, let's get started on what Ackman, Bill Ackman said yesterday um, about the markets. And he said, hey, the markets will move when the market, um, it'll try and time the moment the Fed will move to halt the rate hikes in anticipation of the reduction of rates. Um, you can't do that. Uh, you can't time the market. Again, I say it over and over again, you can't time it. You don't, you trade, you basically trade the trend. Um, you miss the first 10% of the move, maybe. Uh, you shouldn't care. That 10% doesn't make a difference long-term. We went over it yesterday, if you guys saw the charts. On YouTube that I was posting, you'll see it. Uh, the first 10% move makes no difference long-term. Uh, in the short-term, it absolutely makes a difference. In the long-term, it does not. Um, so Ackman is saying, you know, say for instance, uh, and one of the other things that I want to talk about is today we're at 3.5% on the 10-year bond. Yesterday, um, things went down and, and it was a pretty tumultuous uh, 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 kind of Dow chart. Uh, if I look at, let's just look at the Dow. Um, you can see it yesterday. It was up, down, up, down. You look at the NASDAQ, uh, same kind of trend. You look at the S&P and I'm showing this on my uh, Active Trader Pro so you guys know. Um, same kind of movement. There, there is no difference in, in the movement. Uh, now, Uvixi, let's look at Uvixi, um, because there was uh, a, a little bit of movement in the VIX. I think it went from 25 to 27, and it's at 27 right now. I've been telling you guys the VIX wants to be at 30. Um, Uvixi is at 1074. I said yesterday, hey, under 10, I like this, under 10. Do I like it at 1074? I Probably not. I'd probably hold off. You have to trade the trend. And when I look at Uvixi on the trend, let's look at the algorithm with Uvixi. Um, 
and we, I was doing some scans. We'll go to the algorithm and run. Um, Uvixi, the trend right now, the short-term trend is up. Short-term trend is absolutely up. Since August uh, 16th at 896, you're at 1060. So you've gotten your 20%, close to your 20%, 30, 30 cents away from 20%. Um, I think, it, in fact, you could be uh, at 20%. So you've gotten that. Now, you look at these candles and they're just fluctuating up and down, up and down, up and down. There's uh, some volume level support here. Let me make sure I have this pulled back to the right space. Um, this is in February. Let's pull this back because this is going to be about where you're going to see it. Uh, you do have some volume level support here at about 10, 1037. So you do have some volume level support in Uvixi right about there. You've covered this gap, this gap between 962 and, 9, and 980. You've covered that. Uh, the MACD is up here. The RSI is at 58. I'm sorry, at uh, 57. It's in no man's land. So I don't know where it's going. You trade the trend. Short-term trend is up. That blue line right here, that's the 50-day. It's kind of capitulating down. The long-term trend of Uvixi is down. Trade the trend. If you're doing a short-term trade, trade the trend. It's up. You can use it, but that MACD is up um, kind of high uh, with the RSI a little bit high. Uh, again, you look at the difference. Look at the uh, MACD back here where it triggered you to buy and at the RSI down here. It doesn't always happen, but that's typically what I'm looking for when I'm looking at charts like this. So um, you choose your side. You have no clear direction. Um, my preference is to be patient and wait for, wait for a sign that the market is done going down. Um, you look at the S&P. Let's look at SPY. SPY is the one that everybody looks at. Uh, it's a downward trend. You're trending down. Now, that MACD, like I said, that MACD is kind of the, uh, the MACD line, the blue line, kind of moving up towards that strike line, which is the yellow line. Your RSI is at 29. You are in an oversold market. Now, what happened with the market today? Futures were up. And then at 7.30, the Wall Street Journal uh, posted a story that the Fed is going to be all in on these rate hikes. Um, it is going to be long-term killing inflation. And the market, essentially what happened in August, I, I believe I talked about it, the market was hoping that the Fed would see inflation reduction, um, kind of pause rates, and that the economy would still kind of boost up into this, this good economy. Well, when, when Jerome Powell came out in Jackson Hole and gave that speech that we're all in, and Kashikari said, hey, um, the market doesn't understand. We're killing inflation. Uh, and the Wall Street Journal comes out and reminds the market, hey, they're going to kill inflation. Well, that's essentially what they're doing. They want the 10-year rate at 4%. Um, that will be kind of the neutral for a while. The 10-year rate right now is at 3.5%. What you saw yesterday going down was the rates on bonds went up, which means that the high growth names, and, and I know I talk to a younger audience, and that younger audience is heavy in the NASDAQ growth names, the ARC names, things of that sort. The questions that you guys give me on these uh, <clears throat> Some of these uh, companies are, are kind of crazy, to be honest with you, for a boomer like me to even think about uh, investing in. And I know I've got some other boomers out there because I've gotten some questions from you guys, too. 
Um, but for you guys that are younger, you guys can do that and it'll come back and, and blah, blah, blah. Just choose your side uh, effectively. Um, but that's what, that's what we're talking about. And until this, um, the spy kind of bounces up here and you can see, look at back in June, uh, the, the, the MACD was about this point. The RSI was at 24. Uh, right now you're at 29. Can you time this? Absolutely not. No, because you don't know what's going to happen. In fact, uh, here's what, what happened overnight is that Putin said the EU cap on Russian gas is absolutely when the, the EU and the United States and everybody got together and said, hey, we might want to cap uh, internationally what people will pay for Russian gas. Well, what did Putin do? Putin shut down the Nord Stream gas pipeline. He, he said it in a speech yesterday. Well, if you guys want to cap that, I'm going to just not deliver energy to you. So he's declared an energy war on Europe. That's going to increase pain on Europe, which is going, make no doubt about it. Europe is going into an, a, a recession. That's going to happen uh, if it isn't already happening. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the recession fears, and, and by the way, the, the recession fears in this country, uh, even though energy was, should have gone up yesterday, it's the Chinese lockdowns uh, reducing demand. It is the fear of recession. Those two things are keeping these energy prices down. And, and probably I should have sold Devin. I should have sold Oxy at 70. Um, I'm holding on to those. Uh, in fact, let's look at Devin. I've got three energy names. Devin, you can see that button hook. That button hook, hook was clear. I, I talked about this before. Um, now you're capitulating here. There is this gap that is between 72 and 74. So I know it's going back up. You've got your ex-dividend date here, which is the catalyst on September 9th. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's going back up and you're still in this trade. Doesn't mean that this trade won't get, you won't get out of this trade. Um, the moving averages are moving, the nine and the 21 are moving and those are key in my algorithm. So they're moving a little bit towards each other. Uh, the 200 day is still positive. Again, trade the trend. You had this golden cross of the 50 day up on the 200 day. You're using the 200 day as kind of a, a moving average here that it's, uh, kind of trading in and out of. Um, but I, I have no fear of Devon. I don't mind holding it again at 7% dividend, the largest one on uh, the S&P. Uh, Oxy, uh, Warren Buffett's in this one. Do I care that it's, you know, uh, that, that you just got out with a 10% gain yesterday in the morning, September 6th? Um, no. I mean, that 50-day, I'm, I'm perfectly fine holding this one. Now, I am holding it in a brokerage account, so I may get out with a, you know, again, pigs get slaughtered. Don't be greedy. Um, somebody pinged me yesterday about uh, SPXU, and should you get out? Well, SPXU is the short of the uh, short levered ETF of the S&P, and this has been an incredible run uh, from 13 on August 18th uh, all the way up to 17 today. And, and there's still confirmation above that nine day. So the short term still has confirmation. You can see this green candle right here on September 2nd uh, that pierced the nine day. Again, I'm looking at a four hour chart for you guys without uh, TrendSpider, but it's a four hour chart. And on September 2nd, you see a green candle uh, pierce the nine day moving average. That's the only time it's done that ever since August 26th. So uh, you've still got confirmation on this one. 
you've got the nine day crossing the 200 day here. You got the 200 day in positive territory. Right now, there is no catalyst that is going to move this uh, party, uh, th this market uh, back up. So SPXU, great, great trade. But like I said, you've got pretty good profits. Are you going back up to 20? You could. Um, there are significant gaps up here between 21 and 20, 2150 and 2170. So it's not significant gap, but you've got a good move in here, I think. Um, so it, I would get out with a little bit, uh, take your profits. That's a big, big move in such a short time. Uh, even Apple had that big move from August, July to August um, and, and probably should have taken some, some gains there. So, uh, treasury yields went up, NASDAQ went down, recession fears, uh, energy killed to energy demand. Um, you've got to choose your side in this one. And I'm going to go down my notes now, so it might seem a little bit scattered, but uh, Willie, my, my apologies, I, I just didn't write it in my notes. But ChargePoint, um, uh, CHPT, he wanted me to look at this. Now, before I go into the chart, and I've got the chart pulled up on the screen, but before I go into the chart, I want to tell you guys about ChargePoint from an EV owner. ChargePoint, um, I think they have some high-speed chargers uh, out there. And the, the difference is uh, between a high-speed charger and a, a normal charger, a normal charger will charge your car. It's kind of like almost a house charger. Um, it will charge my Tesla in probably 9, 10 hours. Uh, it may take up to 24 hours, depending on the actual speed. But that's what ChargePoint is really known for, those slow speed chargers. Therefore, um, when you go to Whole Foods, uh, therefore, when you go to, um, uh, you know, uh, Michael's, I think, uh, the, the art store has some, uh, but malls, essentially. Um, and you see these free chargers, or they might be uh, paid for. Here in Atlanta, Avalon is an upscale mall up in Alpharetta, and Avalon has some charge point chargers. And Avalon has some um, parked uh, parking fees where you park, and uh, I think the first two hours are free or something like that. They're charge point chargers. They charge you a dollar, and, and it's just a dollar, and you can sit there all day, and you can charge, um, but they charge you a dollar. Um, and I think it's a dollar for the first two, three hours, something like that. And then it's a dollar every hour after that. But you can sit there and charge. It's not a high-speed charge. I went to the Apple store, plugged in, paid a dollar, um, and, and I got my ChargePoint you know, uh, app on my phone. <clears throat> it's a universal adapter. So any, uh, it's not Tesla. It's not anything. It's a universal. You just have to have an adapter that will fit into your car. Now, ChargePoint makes their money by selling the hardware and then servicing the actual electric um, uh, charge, the, the actual uh, purchase. So what, what a mall has to do is purchase the charge point um, hardware. Uh, they, they basically share in the revenue. Uh, and so charge point is, is one of these things. This was a SPAC, and I think this got more um, uh, hype than anything. So... I'm, as an electric car owner, a Tesla owner, I'm not super, like, pumped about ChargePoint. Uh, they did lose 21 cents a share back in May. Um, just recently, on August 30th, they announced that they lost 18 cents per share, so they are losing less money. Uh, but make no mistake about it, they are losing money. Uh, the algorithm has you out, though, Willie, uh, yesterday. 
and it's out with a 12% loss. Uh, and that's just, it, it made you buy August 31st. It got you out September 6th. So it does have a loss. The, the, the MACD, you can clearly see it's floundering here. Um, when I go to uh, Finviz and I look at ChargePoint Holdings, um, I see that it's 48% below its 52-week high, but it's 73% above its 52-week low. So it's not quite in the middle. It's closer to the top. The 52-week high is $28. So far this year, it's lost 22%. So it has underperformed the S&P. Um, but, you know, again, they're not making money. You can read the articles. Um, it's attracting investor attention. And here's what you should know from Zach's. Why ChargePoint sales dropped on Friday from Motley Fool. Um, three stocks navigating the waters of the auto equipment industry. Again, it's an auto equipment company. Uh, I, as an EV user, I think I told you this, Willie, I'm not a super fan, um, but that was one that Willie wanted me to look at. The other one Willie wanted me to look at is INDI. Let me see. It's a semiconductor, Indy Semiconductors. And it's a smaller semiconductor. And what's interesting about this one, and I looked at it, is that it's got this pretty tight trading range um, outside of kind of the, the falls that it had before um, uh, where it was uh, down. It came down from about 14 down to about 6. And right now it's trading at about 8. Um, you got a 20% move just like almost everything uh, that was growth-oriented. Um, but you are losing money. Now, what Willie says is that the, 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 they, they've moved more positively, and that's true. They lost 11, 9 cents per, uh, per share in February 2022. They, they announced in May, and they lost 11 cents per share, so it's a little bit more. Um, and they lost 11 cents per share here. The CEO's positive on it. Um, I don't know that, you know, again, in this market, Willie, I think you're in for more um, rate increases. I think you're in for more uh, uh, tightening and more hurt. So uh, you see the PE on Finviz is zero. Uh, the target price is fourteen seventeen, but they've gotten eight eight dollar and thirty three cent actual target uh, sale price. Uh, it was just downgraded by B Riley from nine dollars to eight dollars, and you're right at eight dollars. Um, I, I just, you know, when you see that target price here, analyst mean target price, that's what it is. It's on Finviz. And if you guys want to learn any of these fundamentals, they are right here. Um, they are, you know, right in front of you. You can kind of hover it over, look at it. If you don't know what something means, just go to investopedia.com and look at it. You'll, you'll absolutely 100% find it. Um, so, uh, I've got four people watching me right now. Cool beans. Um, I didn't think any of you guys watched live, but Willie, Indy, you're in it. Uh, you've gotten a, a 10 cent gain. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get to the 80 cents to get your 10%, uh, 82 cents, um, because I just see, you can see this, this kind of top portion here. Uh, let's do an auto fib and see at this 822. This is what I was looking at, 851 right here. Um, it's kind of broken through there and use that as kind of the resistance level, but you've only got 889 um, as your next kind of resistance. Uh, then you've got 951, and then boom, you've got up here at 1111. So you've got a tight range here in the, the Fibonacci's. 
Um, and sorry about the truck outside, but you've got a tight range in the Fibonacci's. I don't know that I te technically like it. I think I'd rather, to be honest with you, um, the volatility of N NVIDIA has attracted me because it's kind of found a floor here. Um, the the ex-dividend date is, is tomorrow. Um, you know, NVIDIA is one that I think they've got the technology. Look at the RSI at 24. Um, you know, it doesn't mean anything because you go back here and the RSI was at 22 back on April 27th and the stock was in the 200s. Um, you're at the 130 right now and the RSI is about the same thing. But do I think there's going to be a pop? I think at some point there's going to be a pop here. Here's the thing. You look at uh, NVIDIA. They're actually making money, uh, but they are still expensive. Their PE is 44. The forward PE is 30. Look at AMD, which is the closest competitor as far as uh, technology goes. The forward PE is 16. The PE is 33. So your forward PE is half of what NVIDIA is. Uh, and, and, and you do have the China where you can't trade um, per the U.S. because of national security reasons. So with that INDI, I, I, Willie, you might be 100% right, and that thing might go back up to 16. Take your chances, but in this market, I think I'd rather have something a little safer. Um, let's go down. Zip Trader Charlie last night went over Palantir. And I am a Palantir owner. In fact, you can see it over here on the right that I own Palantir because it's in my brokerage holdings list. And what I noticed about it when I was doing some of the scans is that it does, you are in. Now, now mind you, this MACD, and I'll pull this up. See how it's floundering here? Because the algorithm is based on a MACD strategy, when it flounders, it gets you in and out. And you can clearly see that it got you in here August 31st and it got you out September 1st with a 4% loss. Now, because this trades, it's a $7 stock. It's down at $7.27 right now. What's interesting is September 2nd, it got you in at $7.67. You're down at $7.27 in the pre-market right now. Um, the RSI is at 26, but that floundering MACD worries me. Now, Charlie said, hey, maybe it's a good buy here. Uh, and he's got a great video. Go over, uh, look at ZipTrader and watch his latest video. I think it says buy this stock at 767 or something like that. Um, he thinks it's, a, it, it's a, a very good investment, not necessarily a trade. He said you can trade around it, but he thinks it's a good investment. Uh, he goes over kind of an analysis that all of the analysts and the current stock price is based on 30% year over year growth. Um, and he goes over, it's closer to 26 or 28. And that's the reason the stock has kind of been beaten down. Uh, the company has also revised down and what has been the mainstay of the company's earnings, which is government revenue has slowed. Um, so uh, he also went over from a positive side point standpoint, 72% reduction in operating losses. So they're actually doing better and working with less money. So the balance sheet is, is shoring up. So you could see this one move up was his thing. Now I will tell you the history of zip trader. Charlie is he does a lot of these analysis and he basically makes paints them as positive. He's not a pump and dumper. He is not one of those guys. He actually does uh, real analysis. He's not somebody that just pumps it up. He's got actual numbers. But Palantir has some structural issues. Uh, it's got a CEO that is a little bit wacky. 
um, a little bit harsh uh, for some circles, but the technology is there and the technology is what people are paying for. I'm a believer in it. I don't have a huge stake in it. I think I've told you guys, I think it's about $5,000 at this point, but uh, he did say it. If, you want, if you're thinking about investing in Palantir or you're thinking about trading it, watch this video. I think it's only eight minutes long. Eight minutes of your life for whatever money that you're going to put in there. Absolutely watch this video. Um, so the 3% then, uh, oh, biggest news of the day. And I left this out. The Apple event. The Apple event is today. You will get new iPhones. Um, there was an analyst on this morning. I was listening. You know, I, I, I read a lot about Apple. <clears throat> Here's the take on Apple. There, there's nothing. We, we know what's going to happen. You're going to get four new iPhones. You're going to get new um, Apple Watch. You're going to get an extreme sports Apple Watch. And you might have maybe AirPods Pro 2. Um, you won't get the augmented uh, reality headset. You won't get the car. You won't get the big things that Apple's been kind of working on behind the scenes. Now, Apple stock, you can see here clearly on the algorithm that the, the MACD is kind of wanting to cross up the RSI is at 28. This is completely oversold. You're using the 200-day here as support level, uh, which is at 153, and I think that's probably where you close today. The analyst was kind of pointing out, hey, around... Uh, iPhone events and new product events, the Apple stock just doesn't perform well. And traditionally, if we go over here and we look at uh, Apple seasonality, I'm going to pull up something for you guys on uh, TrendSpider here. And this is seasonality chart that, that TrendSpider uh, provides. And here, we will go back all the way to 1981, a monthly, okay? Look at this monthly performance. So 1981, what's that? Uh, 42 years. 42 years this is. So it's a good indication of, of what the stock does. Look at what the stock does in September. So 33% of the time, uh, the stock is up. Now, if you look at Apple stock and the chart, this, it's, it's been a rocket ship since 19... Uh, 1981. So there's no reason that every month shouldn't be up. But you've got 33%. The second uh, worst month is June. Uh, the best month is October. So what does this tell me? This tells me that the seasonality, maybe a week or so after this event, if we get back down on, uh, on Apple, down into the 140s after this event, Load up your Brinks truck. Short-term uh, trade, a swing trade. This won't be a day trade because this will not gain 10% in a day. Uh, this will gain 10% in a couple of weeks. Uh, it will gain, you can clearly see, it gained 20% over a couple of months from June to August. I think you're looking at a similar run. I think you're looking at this one come down here. And let's pull this back. If we pull this uh, volume level back to recent highs, which is March, okay? March, it was trading in about the 180 range at this point. You can clearly see there is a 149 price shelf right here. And that's why I say if you get into the 140s, I think you load up the Brinks truck because I think what you're going to see is this come down here. Now, this is without catalysts. 
if Putin all of a sudden, uh, you know, throws Europe into an enormous recession, uh, China keeps 60 to 80 million people locked down and, and, and locked in their houses. And and growth in China is 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 you know say Shenzhen where uh, the iPhone is manufactured all of a sudden shuts down all of its factories. You're going to see Apple get hurt. So this is without catalysts, but this is what I see kind of going on. You see this? It's got no confirmation right now. You've got the MACD in free fall. You've got every kind of candlestick under the nine day. There is no short term or long term positive trend in this stock. But I think if you get down near this 147, 145 area, I think you see some support there. And the next earnings is October 27th. I think with the Apple announcement, I think they hype it up. I think you run into that announcement probably back to the 180s. Just a take. And again, that's putting into some macro uh, kind of positive comments from Tom Lee, who thinks that the uh, S&P is still going to be closed at 4,800. Uh, at the end of the year, and and that's putting into Apple. Apple will need to be at 180 for the uh, 180 or higher for the S and P to be at 4800. Uh, so that's kind of putting it in there. the The real question here, and I think the stock pops today, if Apple announces pricing, and 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 what I mean by that is if they just up at a standard 100 dollars, but don't reduce the 13 cost and I've got an Apple 13 Pro I am perfectly happy I will probably not upgrade I just bought this like a month ago so uh, I will probably not upgrade but and I'm an Apple fanboy so uh, usually I get the latest and greatest but I'm not I, I wait for iPhones I get I wait for a while you know and even with their products I mean shit I'm working on a 2017 I think uh, uh, iMac that's what I'm streaming on um, I've got the, the iPhone 13 Pro. I do have the Apple Watch 7, whichever one is the most recent. Um, I've got the new AirPods. Um, I don't like them. I'd rather have the Pros, to be on, perfectly honest with you. They're just too big. Um, and I have a 2015 uh, MacBook Pro. That still works, but I, I probably should upgrade. I will, uh, for financial reasons, I probably will upgrade in the new year. But that's the Apple thing. And, and if you think that Apple is going to get back down to the 130s, don't buy it. I just don't see support level for that. Uh, if the, the, the S&P wants to get down back down to the June lows, that's where it's going to go. But I do think that you're going to see this 147 to 149 provide some support here for Apple. Because again, look at that, that uh, RSI at 28 and that MACD is kind of turning around. But don't buy it today. There is no reason to buy this today. So let's go into scans. Um, it's been about a half hour, and I'm probably going to do a shorter um, podcast today. But some of the scans, one that I love trading, and, and if you guys saw yesterday, uh, and I didn't look up why, but uh, uh, Solar Edge, S-E-D-G, is one that I've traded. I brought it up in the past. Get a MACD cross-up yesterday, 278. Um, this one. The algorithm makes you 16% versus a buy and hold gets you 42%. There are 31 positions within those 1,000 candles. 11 are wins. The average win is 14%. Uh, I can see this gap here between 309 and 315. You need about 30 points from 280 
to get to a, a, a 10%. You've also got this gap up here that hasn't been filled between 30, 334 and 363. This is one that trades on hype. It is a huge, you can see the volatility in this. It's enormous. Those candles, those, these are four-hour candles, folks. And the change period, you know, let's look at uh, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, the, the period change uh, just in four hours was 2.96. If we go back here, um, here, August 3rd, the day after earnings, your period change was 9.72% within four hours. You go over here. Um, let's look at this candle. This candle looks a little, nah, maybe not that big. Here. July 13th, you've got a 6% uh, move within the candle space. And that's within a four-hour candle. If you don't know what candle means, Google. Uh, O-L-H-C, I think it is. Um, candlesticks. Uh, and that's what I use. So it's called open, low, high, close. Um, you can kind of see those, those things. But Google it. Go to investopedia.com. But this one came up 278.52. If you want to see more about it, go to Finviz and type in SEDG. Uh, but we did get a, a, a cross up. Second one that came up is, and I talked about this one, I think earlier last week or sometime. We had a MACD cross up. Yeah, it was just last a week. And I said, hey, uh, I don't necessarily like this one. And it's Upstart. They are uh, a loan company. Um, it is a one that is not making money. Their AI was huge in uh, over the pandemic. And this one traded way up and just has come way down. Um, you had a man, another MACD cross up. The only reason I bring this up is to show you, hey, in this market, you can't trade the trend because the trend is getting you out with losses. So you've got to trade the trend. And, and do I think that this is probably, I'd rather trade Sedge, to be honest, than Upstart. But I figured I'd bring it up since I have brought it up before. Uh, NOW, which is ServiceNow, had a cross-up uh, at 430.53. Uh, I have some developer friends who hate this product, who absolutely hate this product. Uh, the R size is at 36. That MACD is low. I think you could do this. Here's the problem that I see. Um, when you look at this, and this is a CRM uh, competitor, look at that PE, 475. Now, let's go to CRM. Uh, CRM, Salesforce, they're only at two, 283. I say only 283. These are software platforms that have enormous growth, uh, but they just have not performed. Look at this one uh, for one year. I mean, it's just, it's been crazy. Um, but they did have a cross up here. Um, when you look at service now, uh, year to date, it's down 33%. So it is doing better, um, than Salesforce and probably because Salesforce has that, uh, Slack, uh, issue. They purchased Slack. Um, you can see Salesforce, August 12th, Guggenheim initiated, uh, uh initiated covers what's in neutral at 510 is their price point. You're trading right now at 430. Uh, so 430 was the cross up. Um, so the first, uh, it's funny, the first article on Finviz with uh, now, which is service now, says the storm is coming for software stocks, analyst says. So be careful. Uh, the algorithm loses you 12% on, on service now versus buying and holding just loses you 6%. Your average win is 6%. 
reason I bring this up is because you do have a good chance that, that there's 12 wins and 17 losses out of 29 positions. So that's another one. Another uh, solar is Enphase. E-N-P as in Paul H. This one has been on quite a run. Um, this one, the algorithm makes you 195%. 332% with just buying and holding. But you've seen, and look at, you know, again, my algorithm is based on a MACD. And if you're looking at the TrendSpider uh, chart on YouTube right now, you can see, look at that MACD, it's up there. But the stock didn't really perform like it was, it, it just had this huge run up. And again, MACD stands for Moving Average Compliance, um, something, I forget what it is. Uh, hold on, here. A good um, Investopedia. Uh, Pedia. There we go. Investopedia. Let's go here. We'll look up this. And we're going to type in MACD. Uh, moving Average Convergence Divergence. Simple as that. So if you don't know what something means, just go there and look at it. But Enphase, um, they announced $1.07 earnings back in July 26th. Um, their August... Uh, I'm sorry, April, they had 79 cents. So you can see those earnings. That's why you're seeing this gap. Now there's a gap down below here at 257 to 262. But the volume shelf there is kind of holding up. That's what this does. See how it's capitulating up here between probably about 270 and 300, 310. It's capitulating. So it's creating that volume shelf right here. Uh, if you go down to fill this gap, look out below, because below you're looking at a $214 price shelf, unless this seems to come back, which I, I think it would probably move down significantly. But I wanted to bring this up because, again, it's solar. It is a great, great company. Uh, earlier, I think it was a few weeks ago, there was a listener who brought up Meli, uh, M-E-L-I, uh, this came up on, I think it was the ARC Holdings, um, but it's crossed up, and I know I went over it before that, hey, it was up here and I wouldn't buy into it. Uh, it did cross down on kind of the gap, um, gap down based on just earnings, it gapped up, and then it had to come down. So it's back to where it was trading prior to earnings. Uh, earnings were really, really good. Um, there's a clear volume shelf here at 817 so there's some, some, definitely some debate as to whether this one's going to pop back up or whether we're looking back at the July kind of lows on this one in the 600s. Uh, it might go back there. Again, trading the trend, the 200 days moving down, the 9 days moving down, the 21 is moving down. The only one that's still moving up is the 50. Uh, and that's medium term. So I don't know that I'd run into this one, but I wanted to bring it up because it did cross. Uh, and it was brought up by a listener. So Roblox, RBLX, uh, this is a metaverse company. And if you talk to creators, this is the only place to make money in the metaverse because they have so many users. Uh, we brought this one up. I think I brought it up um, in July because it went from 29 all the way up here to 51. Even with the algorithm, with that button hook that I talk about and the algorithm getting you out late, you still had a 51% gain from uh, June 21st to August 18th. And now this MACD, or I'm sorry, the RSI is just floundering down here. 
and it crossed back up at 37.90. Now, the last time it crossed in this direction, kind of, I should say, in this area, was way back in March, and that was $40, and you got to uh, enjoy a 14% gain. Again, the trend. Trading that trend is going to be tough because the trend has been 9-day down, 21-day down, 50-day down. 200-day is still moving down even though it's not as steep. So uh, I don't. my guess is that this 50-day is trying to come down, back down to this 200-day. I don't know that I'd take this trade, but if you have a kid, if you personally use Roblox, I don't think you're uh, hurt by holding on to this for long term. So buying this at 37, you know, if it goes down to 29, yeah, you've lost 20%, 30%. But would I be upset holding this one? Probably not. You know, again, I don't think it's a bad thing. So Roblox is one. DLTR. This is Dollar Tree. And if you guys have have heard um, anything about some of these discount stores with recession, Dollar Tree and Dollar Store are two that just, here, I'll pull this up. Let's look at the weekly of Dollar Tree. Look at that pandemic move, okay? This is March of 2020, where you had the uh, COVID start. Uh, You had this move all the way up, and then late in 2021, you had this move down. But boy, when recession fear started, look at that move. Now you're back down at 139. And part of the reason, and I want you to uh, DLTR, put it into uh, uh, Finviz. And DLTR, uh, you've got a forward PE of 20. Um, now here's, here's there's, there have been no uh, recent analyst price movements, changes. They're all from March and they're all upgrades. Um, and, and the problem is, yeah. Yesterday, the reason why it gapped down is toxic chemicals uh, and lead found in children's products. So Dollar Tree could be in trouble here. But if we run the algorithm again, um, what I like it down here, you've got this news. It's horrible, horrible news. Uh, any reaction by the market is an overreaction. And, and look at that, that move since September 2nd. Kind of gap down here after earnings. You can see 237 earnings, $1.60 earnings. That's going to gap down. Look at that volume on that day. People were taking profits. Now, if we move this to the recent highs, let's just move it over here so that we can see. Look at that volume shelf created right there. It's creating its own support. That's why I kind of like it here. Now, you've got to get through a lot to buy this one because. It's run up. Uh, Dollar Tree, let's look at Dollar Store. Remember, the PE on Dollar Tree is 20. Let's look at Dollar Store, Uh, Dollar General. Dollar General is DG, PE is 23. They're kind of the same, not 100% the same. Uh, You can see uh, BMO, Capital Markets, outperformed to market perform. Their price target is 265. Um, the Dollar General's trading at 239. That's the most, um, you know, recent upgrade of those two uh, or downgrade. But it was an interesting one. 
Next cross up we have, and again, that, that's Dollar Tree DLTR at 138. Next one that we have a cross up on is an energy name, N-E-E-E. -E -E. And that's the N-E-E, -E, sorry, N-E-E, -E, just two E's. Next Era Energy. The only reason I bring this up is because it, it, it was one of the few that I actually recognized in um, uh, the energy scan. And you clearly got a RSI that's in no man's land of 56, but it did cross up at 87.40. Now, what scares me about this one is you have this gap uh, at 80 to 83, but you've got a clear volume shelf here and support at 84. Uh, I would definitely, definitely use a, um, a stop loss on this one. The algorithm outperforms. It makes you 43% versus buying and holding only makes you 21%. Your average win is 6%. You have 11 wins and 12 losses. So um, what's interesting about this one, let's look at the seasonality. 42 years. Again, October, 80% gain. 80% of the time you make a win on a monthly basis on NEE. -E. So uh, giving you some great names, giving you some uh, great opportunities. I think they're out there. I'm going to stop the podcast. I got to go let the dog out. 45 minutes today. Bam. I think I'm getting a little bit more precise. If you guys have any questions, there uh, are links below to support the podcast. I have a link tree down there with all of my links to YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, the support page. Thank you to all the supporters. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and again, I, I had somebody, a few, I had three people reach out to me last night that they signed up with TrendSpider. So I'm giving them access to my algorithm. I'll put that uh, in the uh, instant message to you guys who signed up so that you guys can have access to it and you can see all these great charts. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Thank you to, again to the supporters. Thank you to everyone that signs up. If you want a new phone service, I've even got a link to Visible phone service, by the way. I am so happy with Visible. I can't tell you, $25 a month. If you have any questions about how to get it for $25 a month, I think they advertise $40 a month. Um, if you sign up with my link, you get $20 off your first month, and then I get $20 as well to pay for my phone service, so you guys are paying for my phone service. I certainly thank you for that one. Um, but yeah, I've got some links there. I'll be putting more links on as to how to support the podcast. I thank, Most of all, I thank you guys for listening. I can't believe that people want to listen to me, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow. Take care. And by the way, yeah, be careful today. Uh, markets were down. I think they're up right now. Let me see. They just opened. Yeah, they're up. Be careful. I think you're seeing uh, a lot of volatility today, uh, just like we have in the past. Your VIX is down at 26. Apple's up. Everything seems to be up. Google's up. Um, you know, GOOGL is at 107. Amazon's at 126. Again, these are got Amazon at, or, I'm sorry, Microsoft at 255. Tesla's up slightly, almost 1% at 277. That's kind of where I was expected to be. So, you know, again, long think about your long-term trades. Are you upset that you bought uh, some of these? Ooh, what's S-Pro? Let me see what S-Pro is. Um, oh, it's a pharma company. Yeah. S-Pro is up. Oh, and they're getting delisted. Issue failed to meet the NASDAQ continued listing requirements. I'm just looking at the most uh, most active. KOLD is up here. Uh, Boyle, probably down. KOLD is up 2%. Um, Apple, up a little bit. Yeah. Enjoy, guys. Take care.
have any questions, hit me up. Again, thanks.